three, two, one. Uh, my name is Toby Hanson, and I'm secretary of Buckley Lodge 75. And over the summer, since we were able to start meeting in a very limited capacity, uh, we decided to make our annual donation to the Buckley Food Bank early. So normally, we would give 500 bucks to the food bank at Christmas time, but because so many people are out of work right now, we did that $500 donation in July to help feed all of the families that are having a hard time now because of the pandemic. Let's break it on your lunch. Welcome to the Modern Goat Rider Podcast. The opinions expressed by our hosts and guests are strictly their own and do not represent the positions of any lodge, grand lodge, or other branches of the independent order of Odd Fellows. Our conversations will be open to the public for the purposes of inspiring our global membership and promoting the order. And now, let's continue the journey. Modern Goat Rider Podcast. I'm Billy Sanderson. And I'm Josh Miller. How you doing today, Josh? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> you know what? I'm feeling like all of our listeners out there in Oddfellow land, and especially within our city, uh, they need a hit of FLT right now. We need this. You know, we just haven't been able to get to meetings. We haven't been able... The news is getting worse. You know, cases are going up instead of down. And, uh, it, you know, the possibility of us meeting in person is getting slighter and slighter. So right now, all I want to do is bring FLT to all of my brothers and sisters out there. So here we are. Let's do it. Cheers. Cheers to that. Well, here we are. We're in uh, FLT studio number three. And we're joined by a special guest, of course. Uh, we're joined by Chef Michael Williams, who is a Columbia 2 member famous all over uh, the Lower Island for his uh, TV spots, which we'll get him to talk about, but famous in Columbia number two because he's an award-winning odd fellow, and we'll get into that as well. So welcome, Michael. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Checked out the podcast a couple of times and uh, certainly keeping the uh, FLT vibe flowing. So a pleasure to be here. Thank you, guys. Fantastic. So Josh. Yes, Billy. Michael's your candidate. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so, you know, I'm one of those guys that only brings in one candidate a year. I'm not, a lot of our guys will bring in three or four guys because they think the buck, the, you know, the buckshot method works, you know, shoot a few out there and one or two will stick, but I like to just pick one solid quality guy and bring him in. And that's what I got with Michael when I brought him in. Well, thank so Mike, you. Thank you. Thank you for that. There you go. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a nice build up. Why don't you tell us a little bit about knowing Josh and then how you got into Odd Fellows? Sure, yeah. Um, so uh, a lot of what I do here in the community, especially pre-Odd Fellows, started with Country Grocer. And uh, working with Country Grocer, I, I use my skills as a chef and they hire me on contract basis to do so much, so many amazing events and uh, using my culinary skills to, you know, put on uh, 
barbecues and special dinners and, and functions to raise funds for different groups all around town, you know, much kind of like what you guys do. So um, it just happened to be a, a Ton of Love fundraiser many years back that uh, I met Josh. Ton of Love was doing a barbecue in conjunction with uh, Country Grocer. We did some chili. I think it was a cold November afternoon and we were selling chili out in the parking lot at Country Grocer just to put a little bit more money in the pot for the ton of love and uh, that was where uh, that connection was established. So. Mike, I'm going to stop you there okay. because we, there was a connection earlier. Years prior to that, we had the burger cook-off. Oh, right. At, yes, of course. Uh, even better. Yes. Even yes. So, better. So this was, and this was a combination of Country Grocer and the Ontario. Yep. So we just came along to help out and believe that was the first time. Yeah, you're met. right. You're right. The, yeah, the uh, the celebrity slider cook-off. That's right. At Capital Iron. <laughs> Got it. Oh, my God. That was so much fun. It was. That it was, was a crazy haywire event. Uh, there was three barbecue stations set up at Capital Iron on their lower patio area. And with the odd fellow's help, we pulled off that event. Where yeah, so we had Mike make, helping three different groups make three different sliders. People would buy all sliders and then vote for whatever was better. We had several odd fellows on each grill, um, you know, actually executing. But Michael was running from station to station. And I saw at that moment, I really did see the passion that you had, you know, when it came to both cooking and the community. And I thought... I'm going to think about this guy. I mean, and that percolated. I mean, that's got really? to be 10 years ago. Yeah. You know, could be. Yeah. Nah, maybe not 10. Maybe eight, seven or eight. Seven yeah, or eight yeah, years yeah. ago. Something like that. Yeah. But it was early on in my career. But, yeah. Uh, in my odd fellow career. But I just remembered that. And then okay. I kept bugging you. Yeah, you, you know, did. Every year I was kind of like, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? And and you're like, no, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. And then it was like, uh, you know, the chili. Yeah. When you're like, I think I'm ready. Yeah. And then what happened? Well, um, yeah, I guess fast forward uh, to seven years later, which was last year, and uh, just decided to take the plunge. I had a lot of changes in my life, kind of moved on from a previous relationship and was living on my own again and, you know, getting into all new kinds of, you know, friendships and new business and I was like well why not let's let's get into some benevolence and start raising money for different groups and helping the community and, and building those relationships it was just perfect timing and uh, it was amazing dove right into it and, and been loving it ever since so what was your first exposure at the hall or at a meeting did you go to an open meeting um, no I think my first exposure was a, a Halloween event and Bobby Dazzler was playing and it, I, I guess it was the speakeasy like maybe mm -hmm. two years ago two years actually ago. probably about two years ago that we're creeping on now mm -hmm. and um, and went through you know enjoyed one of those events and was like wow these <laughs> guys these guys know how to put on a good show and at the same time you know raise money for great causes mm -hmm. uh, like what a great mix so I was just like that was that was the big lure and that really drew me in for sure just like that, you know, it's like there's something about our, our hall and some of our events. And that's kind of similar to what happened to me. It's yeah. poker, not Halloween party. But yeah. it's just like, wow, you know, you get to have all this fun and yeah. do all this good all yeah. together. Yeah, yeah, totally. Why would such, I say, how would I say no? Such a great group. So much fantastic energy just pouring through that hall. And uh, yeah, that's totally hook, line, and sinker right there. Right. Yeah. And when you go to a good event, like... Uh, we've been blessed by having that group of uh, of Fran and Liz, uh, Vickery, Fran, K 
Kinlock organize that, partner with a with a charity or community group, and put on an event that the volunteers are super excited. Well, when about. something is decorated by uh, Deb Sanderson, oh yeah, you know you, you've got to go. Like you just have to because it is monumental. Well, I I found the the last event. You know, it was kind of standing room only for volunteers. I volunteered at uh, at both of them, and you just yeah, you have a blast when the events are like that. So you have the horsepower to run it, and you have uh, the entertainment for the people who are buying tickets. Yeah, yeah we're absolutely. so lucky. We're lucky to have that. Um, you know, for all those lodges that are struggling a little bit, and this is something you know that we can talk about right now is that you know one of the things you want, one of the people that you want to enlist or bring into your fold is a chef, mm-hmm. right? I've talked about it a million times. The, if you have a chef within your group, it just opens up how many things you can do. And let's talk about your first year uh, as an odd fellow and all the things that you did. Yeah. I mean, you had to have cooked five, six, seven times during that first year. Yeah, probably. You know, we, me and, and my initiate crew, we had such a fantastic group. There was... Uh, what was there 18 of us I think I was one of 18 and um, it, everyone was just diving into it and and helping out for events and you know doing so much and putting so much into it and for me you know it, all these events that kept popping up not only with our lodge but other lodges it was just a natural fit for me to hop in and help out in the kitchen or or with some of them you know totally organize it and set it up and I think the the initiates dinner really kind of set the pace for all of that we had a fantastic uh burger buffet and it went really well so much fun to put on and uh i think it was really well received and and that kind of put my name out there a little bit as to what i was doing and at the same time i was trying to you know launch my catering company urban forge catering and it was just it was a perfect fit Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah, your name got around pretty quick it did. within the three lodges, and yeah. you were called, I'm sure, several several times to yeah. help out. Yeah, and um, I don't think you said no once, and that's something that's a testament to you, and you know just how quickly you pushed forward into this group, and you know just um, you know took it upon yourself to just uh, you know contribute, you know constantly, which I think is pretty normal for you, but not something you see with every person. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, timing-wise, it just worked out. I had flexibility with my schedule, and, I mean, heck, every event sounded like so much fun, so why not, right? Yeah. And that leads to the culmination of year one, which is being honored with an award. You won... Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the Year. Yeah. And you know what? I was... was Honestly, there, there was at one point where you guys were doing the awards where it kind of crossed my mind for a second, like it might happen. And I was just like, there's no way. There's so many amazing people in our group and so many people that just dove right into joining committees. And, and you know, they, I saw you know so many familiar faces at every event I went to. And, and uh, again, we had such a strong group. So because of that, that second when Noble Grand called my name, I was just like, Wow. I was just like flutters and butterflies. I was like, "Holy crap!" That was that was it was amazing. It was incredible. It is a it is a it is a great honor. Yeah, and one that was well deserved. Yeah, thank you. <clears throat> but what can you say to um, you know, how did you do it? Let's say, let's say, like you know, you have a bunch of guys who are coming in. It's their first year in Odd Fellowship, whether it's in Victoria or any numerous uh, city around the world. What would be your advice to them and how they could 
become rookie of the year? Well, I mean, it, it, every lodge is going to be different, obviously. Um, there's different opportunities and, you know, for me, again, it was just, it was just like natural, right? Like I've got a very marketable skill as a chef and I mean, you, you said it yourself, every lodge needs a chef and I get that. I understand why, you know, great food is a component of such an important component of these kind of events that we're putting on. Um, and so become a chef and, 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 and do, do a great job. I think that's, I think that's what that's you got. That's the quick, yeah. the quick route. Yeah. 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 So let's say you weren't yeah. a chef. Yeah. Fair enough. Let's say you weren't a yeah. chef. Cause most is of there, us aren't. Is there any other way? I mean, is it just maybe just, um, you know, being there and, uh, being ready to, um, serve. Yeah, you know, it is. And it's... feeling like you're, you know, that's, you know, if, if, if you really want that first year to be impactful, get involved. Yeah, totally. And that's what you did. Here's the thing. When I, when I first, was committing to signing up you and I were talking about it and I was hadn't quite committed I wasn't sure I said okay I'm gonna do it to myself after I had told you or well just before I told you like all right I'm gonna do it and I remember checking in with you do you have to be at every meeting because I knew there was two meetings a month and I'm like I, I, I'm not gonna want to go twice a week every month all all year long like that's just gonna be too much that was what I was thinking and then you know we started rolling into it and I'm like I didn't want to miss a meeting. You wanted so, more than two meetings I, uh, a month. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe not, but maybe, yeah. I mean, it, our group was so fantastic and the things we were doing were so rewarding and it was so much fun. And I, I think that is the key is just, you know, getting involved, diving into it and really becoming a part of it, whatever it is that your lodge is doing and finding your niche, finding your way to become a part of that team and, you know, uh, offering whatever it is that you can and doing it selflessly. Yeah, and to be lucky, I mean, to uh, have that marketable skill yeah. and to have that need. Uh, for many members, they new members, they don't have that skill, so they have to sort of spend some time sorting their ways. Yeah. But again, I think bragging on the lodge is something I did on episode two or somewhere back when I talked about the initiates dinner and the idea of kind of putting the pressure on this group yeah. to find their own organization and Absolutely. whether it's a pack or you know you just sort of chat it out whatever analogy you want but the the idea of okay if if the 15 of you can work really well together then you're not going to have much trouble in a group of 60 yeah yeah I, I, and that's such a fantastic way to get the newcomers feet wet mm -hmm. Um, I remember when, you know, we first got that event put on us by Matty G. He kind of gave us the lowdown on what was expected. Matty G was the rookie of the year previously. Yeah. Uh, gave us the lowdown of, you know, what we had to accomplish. And I remember feeling, you know, a little bit overwhelmed at it. Uh, but it all came together really quickly. And, and we did all work together so well. I mean, I, it was almost the entire group that, that really was there every time. Part of, you know, putting out suggestions. Uh, you know, we broke up our, our tasks that we needed completed. And I think we raised a good amount of money. And we were all happy with how it went. It was, it was a fantastic event. And that really gelled us and, and just kind of threw us right into the lodge. And mm -hmm. we just kind of became one. So Yeah, the Initiates Dinner is only three or four years old. Yeah. Columbia Lodge number two. Okay. And it's gotten better and better every year. Yeah. And we've found such amazing success with this. Yeah. In that it brings the initiates together and it shows them how how being a bundle of sticks, you know, that they can 
they can accomplish whatever they want. And if it's just putting on a dinner for the lodge with a tiny component of fundraising, yeah. and all of a sudden they feel like, hey, I can I can do anything. I Absolutely. can do whatever I want. I can get up in front of the lodge and say, hey, I want to do this, and I know that my guys are going to be right behind me doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been, and it's so, and for us older guys, watching you guys do it and seeing the success, it's heartwarming. Like, it is like, it's, yeah, it was emotional for me the last couple of years and just how the group just keeps getting better and better. Because I don't think my initiate group, <laughs> 11 years ago, <laughs> me and Russ Campbell and Jeff Doring, we probably could have actually pulled it off because we were pretty good. But there was just the three of it, it would have been just the three of us. Yeah. And it would have been great. But, it, you know, I just feel like, um, I don't know, it just, it's like, you know, when, your initiates and the year before initiates and you're seeing them, you know, grow and prosper and, um, and, ex- and excel in uh, odd fellowship. It's, uh, yeah, I like it too. Yeah. Being a father and yeah. seeing my kids do so well. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you, you've made me proud, Michael. Thanks, bro. I got to say that. I appreciate that. that. Yeah. yeah. So then year one, now we, we kind of hit. Well, here we are in year two. Well, here we are in year two, and it's yeah. kind of messed up. Yeah. So, what, what, what do you think year one taught you about Odd Fellowship? Other than the events and the bundle of sticks and stuff, is there, is there anything else that you kind of learned in? Um. Well, I mean, yeah, it, it, bundle of sticks really is what it's all about. It's it's the manpower and woman power that we have with all of our lodges working together. Um, and we have such a fantastic group of people that really, you know, between all of the lodges, we can ac- accomplish anything mm-hmm. in this city. Um, and, and we do, I mean, we put on great events. We help so many different organizations. And so beyond that, I don't, I guess maybe, uh, restores a little faith in, in humanity, mm-hmm. seeing people coming together like this. Cause it's that kind of thing is so missing in in this our gener my generation and especially the younger generations it, it's just becoming more and more disconnected mm. whereas you know large group gatherings i think were a lot more common back in the day so uh yeah just restoring that uh that faith in humanity and community and you know bringing everyone together do you know young people that'd be interested in it like young as in 20 somethings huh I'm gonna to have to get back to you on that one. Maybe yeah, not name, not yeah, name yeah. names, but yeah. is that uh, we had this question I posed to Rachel yeah. uh, Murphy about it. That uh, uh, is the is that time in your life outward focused enough? You're way too selfish. I think so. You're way yeah. too. Se- I, I was think, too selfish in my twenties. I think. I think mm-hmm. especially yeah. young twenties is too early. You know, it's I, not I, too. I, not necessarily. I mean, not necessarily. It really depends on the person, but but to get out and try and like you know bring in a bunch of 20 year olds yeah i mean like you know unless like i mean we're we could we could i my my take on that is that i i I can only think of myself my kid watching my kid at 20 um and knowing how much time it takes to figure out who you are yeah absolutely and you you need to make a million mistakes um if you are certain and you know kind of where you are in your life and that this is the opportunity to give, give, give because you are a giver, um, then I think, yeah, you're a bit of a diamond in the rough. I think or so. I think if, you're just you're just not enough. If you're mature enough to realize 
that if getting into the situation is actually a way to take and glean and learn. You know, I've talked to my daughter. My daughter's in her early 20s, and she's a mature 22, yeah. you know, and a giver. Still, you know, not quite ready for mm-hmm. this situation, you know. Um, but, yeah, I don't know many who are. And if you look, go back in history, like we do sometimes on this show, and we think about what's gone on in the past couple hundred years when 20-year-olds were joining. Why were they joining? You know, it wasn't to give, necessarily, was it? It was to, yeah, it probably was to get. It was obviously the security we've talked about before and the benefits that Oddfellows gave. But to have a store owner, um, you know, somebody like, I don't know, some old, old-timey old store owner in uh, Victoria might have his clerks, all his, uh, his, his people who work in his kitchen or work wherever would join because he's saying you know this selling these benefits yeah or saying this is the kind of person i want to work for me someone who puts these put these odd fellowship well the other thing is that it values it's putting it's putting almost a almost a sacrifice free that's the wrong word but opportunity for you to for the person to get involved to be on a committee to perform to grow to gain and be really like part of a committee or a group or something like that because I didn't have that until I got to Oddfellows that I actually had to chair a meeting. Well, I had to chair meetings at my work, but uh, to chair volunteers is uh, you know they they are wild cats. You're you're trying to corral, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah, and I think that's herding cats. I, I think you get a twenty year old in there, and uh, that experience. Um, yeah, you, you, you can see somebody who's really growing and maybe they're a leader or maybe they go back into their regular day life, um, back to their church, back to their, their group or whatever, and they organize vacations for their buddies or whatever because they picked up a skill. Yeah, I mean, Maddie G, we mentioned him, he's in his 20s. And mm-hmm. he's one of those um, abnormal 20-year-old kind of leader types. You know, not only really, you know, he's got the charisma and the energy to, to actually corral some of those wild cats but yeah, also yeah. you know also wants to and um you know gets a lot out of it so you know you do find them. they do come to us every once in a while mm-hmm. you know and it's awesome when they do but <laughs> just trying to trying to to you know i mean we, i could go out and sell odd fellowship to a bunch of 20 year olds but it'd be hey come and check out this party you yeah, know yeah. and then and then hey look at what we get to do and look how we help people but it was never you know, it's it's always leading with the party and not with the helping people. Right. So yeah, and I, I think that kind of is, is maybe not the right way to approach it. Um, I know when I decided to to join the Odd Fellows, I did it purely out of benevolence because I wanted to give back. I wanted to give my time for for different causes for a greater good. Uh, and it wasn't till afterwards that I really drew on how amazing of a network it is within our lodge and within all of the lodges. It's like you have a problem. You can find somebody within that network and they can be probably one of the best people in the city to help you through that problem. And it's such a fantastic resource in that sense. And I kind of realized that benefit after the fact. And uh, I love being there for people and I love being able to tap into those resources. But to go back to what you said, uh, if that's the way you're kind of selling it and drawing people in, I think you're drawing them in for the wrong reason. 
Yeah. Right? But you said you got drawn in by a party, and I got drawn in by a poker tournament, and now yeah. you and I are like, you know, yeah, you know true, two fair, real odd fellows. Touche! It, it, it took a while for me. It took a couple of, well, took a year or two before I went, whoa, hey, look what I've got here. Yeah. Look, look at what I could do with this. Yeah, yeah. You know, that being said, you know, I think there was always something underneath, and I know there was with you. There yeah. was always something underneath where it was like, you know, I feel like this is, you know, there is something about this, and it's not just the party, and it's not just this awesome hall. There's, yeah. So much that we can do. Um, even if I hadn't fully tapped into it, I'm pretty sure it was underlying. Yeah. And I know it was with you. Yeah, Because exactly. you, did, you did come. You had done all that community work prior. So this was just kind of an extra bonus. And, you know, me kind of going, Michael, you got to join this. You're going to love it. It's going to yeah. be great. So yeah. The FLT is the key. It is. You know, it's not just what we do for other people. It's what we get to do for each other. Yeah. Right? And that is... That's the third bonus, and that's something that, you know, oh, I thought I had all the friends I needed, you know, and then I had, like, you know, I had all the, everything, all the support that I, that I needed. Yeah. But then you get into this group, and you're like, wow, I have so much more. Yeah, it's... And I'm getting so much richness, and so much love, and, you know, honesty, and real brotherly camaraderie yeah. that I never had before because yeah. I wasn't in church yeah. and I didn't do the military and I didn't do the scouts you know right. this is this was my first other than Little League yeah. we talked about before yeah. I, I regress so what's missing so far for your experience with Odd Fellowship I I, I don't think anything come else. on come on what's I had to say what was pissing me off with Odd <laughs> Fellowship in my first interview what's missing um, I guess it could be, and we've talked about this in the meeting before, just a, a little bit more onus and ownership on, especially the new recruits coming into the lodge to kind of know the passwords and the history. And I mean, you did such a great job of kind of facilitating all these different things that we saw, but there was no follow up where we had to kind of acknowledge what we've learned and taken from it. Um, we kind of, you know, got just helped through it and got our passes, if you will, even Mm -hmm. if you didn't know it, it was okay. The guy beside you is going to tell you what it is. So for me, it would have been neat to, you know, have to pass that test just a little bit more. If you know I've, what I mean. Yeah, I've seen an interesting one online where it was uh, it was an examination. Yeah. And you went from station to station individually and you you were questioned at yeah. each, just a one-on-one yeah. uh, to qualify. So you studied. Yeah. Um, With 18 uh, initiates, that's a little challenging. Yeah. It could be a long... We've had people faint in initiations uh, yeah, before. Yeah, but, but this would be like a pre-next degree right. level. There's an interview process that you sat yep. through, right? Yep. You were one of uh, a number of candidates who had four people in front of them asking questions. Yeah. Um, well, it's it's essentially the same, but it would be, all right, what did this mean, or yeah. what did you glean from this year? And and dig a little deeper. And we've talked to Jerry about the speed at which odd fellows get, or some lodges put odd fellows through to third degree, etc. Yeah. You know, maybe you do it slower, and maybe you put a little more onus on. The learning. Yeah. Well, I know like with my group, and I don't know if it's the same in all lodges or how that all works, but I know that we did our second and third degree on the same night, which, mm-hmm. you know, it would have been nice to break that up. You know, you got your first degree, you got your second degree, and you got to wait. You got to, you still have to earn that third degree and maybe making that third degree a little bit more challenging. And then it just, you know, it's a little bit more... 
putting a little bit more into it. Spoke at the meeting when we asked asked about that. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah, yeah. And I spoke to. And I don't know spoke when to that. that started with Columbia Lodge Number Two. When that started, but I know that you know, ten ten years ago, I got my second and third degree on the same night. Too. Yeah, yeah. You were well prepared though, right? Your sponsor uh, took care of you, with, right? Right. Your Absolutely. Sponsor took, your sponsor uh, had <laughs> weekly meetings with you to make sure yeah. that you uh, uh, knew all the answers for all the. <laughs> yes. Yes. Very I much. had somebody from your class, um, you know, message me about a week in advance when they heard there was an exam. Yeah. And they started asking me all these questions, and I was like, I'm not going to give you the answers, so. I'll tell you where you might find them. Yeah. And uh, and they went off and and then when I saw them, I think the night of the degree, and I asked how it went, and he and another candidate uh, or another another uh, initiate had uh, <laughs> different answers for everything <laughs> because the one guy had done work and the other guy was just shooting off what he was kind of guessing at. Right. And I said, I think you should listen to him. Because he had done a bit of research. <laughs> well, yeah, some uh, yeah, some sponsors don't even know the answers to those questions, which is ridiculous. Um, you can edit that out. <laughs> no, I won't. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's been, uh, yeah, so this year, this is, the, you know, my question is, um, did you get so much out of the first year that this second year isn't even breaking your momentum here? Like, I know... You know, it's got to be rough. It's, you know, you yeah, know, there's it's, no... I mean, it's rough for me, and yeah. I've got, you know, and it's rough for Billy, and we've got... And Scotty, who's been around for 15 years, yeah. and, like, you know, you know, it's rough on us. Yeah. Not yeah. having the lodge, and not, not being able to go to meetings every month, and not being able to hug your brothers, and make sure that, uh, you know, everybody's doing all right. But, you know, did you get enough out of that first year to kind of say, you know, you're not going to... You're not going to fall out because we're having a COVID year? Yeah, I'm certainly not going to fall out, but, uh, you know, I've certainly lost some FLT. There's no question. It's been, as anybody can attest, it's been a tough year for so many reasons. It's been so up and down. It's been, you know, a lot to digest. And, you know, you know, we were doing our meetings for so long on, on the Zoom calls there and, that was okay, but it's it's not the same. It's not the same as getting in the hall and, and everybody together and uh, having those you know face to face connections and and bringing that energy up. It's just there, there's something missing, and uh, it's certainly been a challenge. With that said, you know let's hypothetically speak and say that next year is a little bit more back to normal. I'm right back in there. Absolutely. Like I've, I've, I've had a taste of it. I know what it's like and I'm, I'm an odd fellow for life. Right. Yeah. How are you feeling about it, Billy? Well, I certainly have enough things to keep me busy on the topic. Yeah. Not at the hall. I, I do miss seeing, I'm like you, you said, um, you know, you're, you're feeling a little low on FLT and just the, exchange I find that the meetings have that structure that I kind of need once in a while I like suiting up I don't I mean this is this is you're sitting in my office so usually it's you know pajamas are uh, the uh, dress wear of acceptability in here and I like suiting up I like seeing everybody uh, I don't have to have a beer before or after I can stick around and just chat with people I think the the tough one is not being able to go into the hall and 
get recharged every once in a while. Like yeah. I just was there because I got permission to get some hundred year old books. And uh, when I got the book home, I've been just devouring it. You know, it's hundred year old articles about being odd fellows. And, yeah. and I've just been consuming it. So that that side has been satisfied. Mm -hmm. but I think we're lucky. friends that we don't have. I'm really concerned about a lot of brothers and I know that if I saw them every two weeks, I would know they were okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Totally. Um, and if you don't see them on posting on Facebook or they're not taking a, a hike with their dog and posting the, the scenery, you go, all right, I don't know how they're doing. Yeah. A little worried. Yeah. 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 I mean, those, there's, <clears throat> there's those concerns for sure. And absolutely the personal connection. I mean, we're lucky because we're kind of charging each other through the podcast. This podcast has been, you know, the lifeline for me yeah. with FLT Yeah. and actually, but you know, I feel like sometimes I feel like, um, the podcast becomes, uh, you know, it's global or whatever it is. And, and the meetings really take it down to the grassroots, yeah. you know, and just that, like getting in, like we keep talking, we talk about Grand Lodge and we talk about encampment and we're talking and then I'm on this thread where people are talking about politics within the odd fellows lodges all over the world and all I really want is just to get back with my 80 brothers um, and um, you know sing some songs blazer yeah, yeah. up and sing some songs and look each other in the eye when we're singing them mm -hmm. and then talk about uh, what kind of uh, friendship, love and truth we can, we can provide for the next uh, 14 days. Yeah. You know, absolutely. So. Yeah. It's, it's hearing those stories of, you know, whichever brother's neighbor has been, you know, coming to despair and needs a little extra cash or, you know, whatever group someone has suggested that uh, we can, help out and you know we all come together and, and make that happen that's that's mm -hmm. that's what's missing for me yeah what? there was a i'm just gonna do one more yes. antidote on that is that there was a meeting maybe maybe it was last year or the year before and there was a brother who was in my he was in my uh grad or my initiates class and uh he's like super upbeat like he's his 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 show face is upbeat and funny and smiling and smirking and everything. And then he stood up in the hall during Good of the Order and said that he'd been battling depression quite a bit. And he'd been battling depression for years, but it had really hit him hard for whatever reason. Um, and he stood up and he gave a, a, a beautiful expression of how he was feeling yeah. and how he was getting so much out of coming to the hall and saying... Basically, this is this is my veneer yeah. that I have all day at work and when I come here. But really, underneath, I, I struggle quite a bit. And and then we have other brothers who, um, you know, when we had the the companion dogs, right? Yeah. Uh, the the brother who uh, brother Craig who you know who presented that he struggles a lot with public speaking and uh, you know stepping up in front of a crowd and so forth uh but there he did it you know just those opportunities are there and you kind of go wow that's so much more than me thinking about old books or about what order you're supposed <laughs> to uh ask the question yeah, in yeah or anything like and i think that's why go to the orders at the end yeah. right you can have a hall that's falling apart and you're complaining about the roof or who's paying for the furnace or 
this, that, and the other thing through all your new business and the bills you played last month, and then you get to the good or the order, and you end the meeting on this. Right. On this, either it's a trajectory or it's a real heart-to-heart Yeah. for everybody. Yeah, well said. I miss the good or the order. Yeah. It's like uh, appreciation time, you know, when you just get up and just talk about how much you, you love everybody. Yeah. It's hot in here. It is hot in here. Oh, let's open the window. Are you going to... Yeah. I want to call Ed May. All right. See if we can Ed get Bain? Audio. No, Ed, Ed Bain. Not Ed Bain. I like Ed Bain. Ed May, who okay. is the uh, noble grand of Victoria number one. And uh, he's going to let us in on... Um, he's... So I'm in a thread with the... Um, with the Island Noble Grands. And... He's feeling increasingly torn about in-person meetings. They were thinking, Victoria number one was thinking about restarting their meetings because okay. they won't have more than 25 people in the lodge hall and they think they can socially distance. But um, yeah, now he's having some other thoughts. And I thought, well, <laughs> what about t- today's a good good day? Hey, is this Ed? That's yes, it. Hey, Ed. Can you speak really Hi. loud? Uh, I can. How's this? Is this That's better? great. Perfect. Okay. Hey, Ed. Uh, you're uh, in the saddle with Billy and Josh, uh, riding the goat on the Modern Goat Rider podcast. Uh, welcome. It's almost the same as it's almost the same as being on Letterman, but that dream died. So this is this is almost right there. I knew you would understand. I knew you would understand. <laughs> Um, for our listeners, Ed May is uh, the Noble Grand, current Noble Grand of Victoria Lodge Number One here in beautiful British Columbia. Um, Ed, you you just sent me a message um, today. Uh, we've been talking about possibly uh, restarting in-person meetings at the lodge here in the days of COVID, and. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a roller coaster and I know as a noble grand of a lodge that, um, all you really, we've just been talking about how all we really want to do is get back in that lodge and see each other face to face and yeah, give me a, give me a little, uh, a little feeling of how your lodge is doing and what, how they're dealing with, uh, what's going on so far. Yeah. So, uh, the rest of the, uh, elected members and myself and, uh, some of the degree captains as well as speaking with the Board of Union that, that organizes and, and sort of maintains the building, we've been trying to talk about what to do as we sort of launch into September, and, and again, the desire being, let's, let's, let's see each other, and let's, um, let's kick up the juices again. Um, but, you know, with rising numbers, and, you know, there are some, there are def- a lot of different ages in, in, our, in our lodge, and different, you know, health levels, that um, it just seems it's very the idea of pulling everybody together. Everybody together again also just seems very nervous at the same. You know, very nervous about it uh, at the same time. Yeah. And you know, a lot of people are very busy as well. I, I've noticed that. Um, you know, the under the pandemic, you would think, well, people are looking for things, anything to do because you know you have to stay home so much. But it's actually been. It seems that the members have just been very busy, uh, including the elected members. You know, trying to sort of work in the new sort of world on in the pe- pandemic and so it's it's been very tricky but um you know it's you, it's very difficult when you're not meeting in person to sort of getting getting those creative juices flowing and uh coming up with with great new ideas for projects and things and doing some great uh, chair 
very difficult to get all that going when you can't meet in person and Zoom is clearly just not the same thing. Um, so that's what we're struggling with right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've got a couple of different ideas of, of how we might do it if we're able to do it. Uh, you know, numbers, we'll, we'll have to somehow restrict numbers, but but I think we could probably do it in such a way that nobody, you know, if people are wanting to attend, they probably can. We probably won't cross that, that threshold too much. But also things like reducing down the number of overall meetings and trying to get to some of the business a little faster uh, so that, you know, when we are meeting, we can kind of get the things we want to get done in those, those you know, windows if we're going to have fewer meetings. So uh, just wrestling with that right now, trying to, I'd love to make it happen somehow. So. Yeah, and so what do you think? What do you think the possibility of uh, your lodge meeting um, is at this point? I know that you guys, because you know through the threads, I've noticed that. I mean, you guys are uh, you are a little bit more ready to pull the trigger on it than I was. I'm not quite ready because I know that um, you know we would have too many people and um, people would be you know really wanting um, more than just the meeting, but the you know the that connection which is dangerous yeah. right now yeah, exactly. and um you know so i don't think i'm i'm not ready to to do it you know just because columbia lodge number two is not uh you know it's there's different there's we don't definitely don't have the as many older people in our in our lodge but we do have uh you know big numbers and people who are really ready to to get to get back together but uh mm-hmm. But I just, yeah, I'm just not ready to do it personally. But I know you guys were, were getting close. But now as we're seeing numbers rise and uh, our health um, our health minister and uh, top doctor making more and more restrictions, um, I, you know, they're, they're bound to come. Do you guys think that you're going to meet in person? I, I think that I'm going to slow down the process a bit. Uh, and I just sent a note uh, out to the other elected uh, members. Uh, that, and it's not just the rise in numbers, that's part of it, but the other part too is that uh, I've started the discussion with the lodge and started the discussion, and, and like I said, speaking to the other elected members and degree captains, and I, I get the sense that perhaps the not everybody is super gung-ho, that there's, you know, there's some hesitation, and so I think given that, given the rise in numbers, at the very least, I, I would probably slow it down a little bit uh, at this point, and That's what I'm worried about Columbia too. And um, <clears throat> uh, you are a leader and I appreciate you. And I know that you've been working really hard to keep your group rallied through these tough times. And um, yeah, I just want to let you know that, uh, you know, you are my brother and I appreciate the work you're doing. Yeah. Thank you. And likewise. And um, thank you too, Billy. Hey, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you, have you listened to the podcast? I have. I, I listened to uh, uh, the the one that was recently uh, with the with the veteran um, with Jer- Jerry. Awesome. Thank you so much, Ed. Great. We'll talk Thanks. to you soon. Okay, brother.
Thank you. <clears throat> Edward May. Edward May. What do you think of that? It's good. You know, he mentioned uh, degree uh, captains, and I wanted to bring this up. Uh, I got contacted by Stephen Colson of Vancouver 90, and he's also with Delta 21. <clears throat> he contacted me on Facebook asking about uh, whether we had a degree lodge planned. And he wanted to get to, you know, touch base with some people who might want to practice degree ritual over Zoom because he's trying to build up um, less book in Vancouver. And he thought, well, the folks at Victoria are 180 of us or how many more there are. Um, he figured that he would get connected. So I connected him with uh, two members from Victoria One. Right. Um, <clears throat> to start talking about... Does he want to do degrees over Zoom? No. Okay. He wants to learn... Learn about degrees over Zoom. No, he wants them to <laughs> practice. Oh, practice degrees. And so they can go off book when they oh, get back. Off book. Off Sorry, book. It's so remotely yeah. scary for me, off book. Yeah, um, so he wants to it. head towards that. Practice. And we just were exchanging about yeah. what things were like. That's and cool. he said, I think Zoom works really well for us to practice. We can do a whole thing. Absolutely. That's good. That's a good That's a good way to do a, do a practice. Yeah. Did we get any other letters or correspondence over the last uh, month? Uh, we do have one uh, a letter or email that is leading us to a episode we're going to do in two weeks. Okay, good to know. Do you a, want little me to, a little teaser? You don't have to read it. It's about... I'll, I won't read it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but it's about what it's like as a modern uh, odd fellow to transfer to another part of the country. Ooh. So we'll talk Tasty. a little bit. We'll talk a little bit about the history of how it used to happen, right? And uh, this particular odd fellow uh, contacted the Grand Master in that uh, jurisdiction, and we're going to have them on as well. That's going to be great. I'm looking forward to that because it's it, it always it, it, it interests me. Like mm -hmm. what happens? We've had a couple of people move to our lodge, and you know I've heard about some other people leaving our lodge and moving, and then I, we don't really know if they ever hooked up with another lodge or not well i can guarantee you we weren't following the rules on how to transfer somebody <laughs> well this is going to be a great instructional uh, uh episode to teach us how transferring happens and um uh, maybe a success story of a transfer maybe not we'll leave it at there plenty of drama yeah the intrigue the intrigue dun, dun, dun. Uh, chef mike uh, what's happening with you um you know i'm holding in my hand Something we haven't really, um, we have no sponsors. Um, me and Billy are not in it for the money, <laughs> <laughs> we're only in it for the FLT. Yeah, but did you want to? Um, I sponsored you, this episode, yeah. Well, you sponsored it by giving us a couple of um, tasty treats. Tasty treats, you want to talk about those? Yeah, uh, well, uh, we spoke a little bit earlier about my role as the new chef of uh. Columbia Lodge number two and, and doing all these events and went hand in hand with building my catering company, which is obviously no longer in operation due to current uh, situation and COVID. Uh, catering's just not really a thing. And I'm, I'm fortunate enough to, you know, still be working with Country Grocer on some contract work and, and I do the odd uh, 
small catering event for Sam's Funeral Home uh, and their exclusive caterer, but uh, those don't happen too often these days either. So uh, I've been trying to figure out what my next move is, and uh, you guys are going to get a taste of that tonight. Chef Mike's Power Bites. It's my first product, almost ready to hit the shelves. You're, you'll see it at, uh, at Country Grocer in the nutrition aisle and the bakery uh, probably in the next month or so. And it's like an artisan oat bar, super clean, healthy, nutritious, going to have like 75% uh, organic ingredients. It's just oats, honey, coconut oil, chia seeds, quinoa, mm. cinnamon. It's just nothing but goodness, right? Like there's no fillers. There's no sugar syrups. It's, it's just delicious, healthy, clean eating. Super slick packaging. Looks amazing. Thank you. Although this picture shows your hairline a little thicker than I would uh, say that you are. Yeah. But this could be an old photo. Yeah. It's, it's an old yeah, photo. That's yeah, okay. Yeah, you, yeah, know, yeah. you know. It I'm, work, I'm working towards that hairline. Baby, yeah. it doesn't really matter because yeah. like it's you know it's all about sex appeal. And this totally. guy's sexy, okay? So even if it's not you, that guy looks great. Um, but Chef's Mike Power Bites. Artisan Oat Bars. Check them out at your local country grocer and beyond. In about um, a month or so. Do we have a website? Uh, well, they'll be off my Urban Forage website, most likely. Urban yeah. Forage. Yeah, urbanforage.ca. Great. Going to we'll keep that one and, and expand upon that. and Got some uh, new potentials on the horizon there as well. Got some irons in the fire. You always do, Mike. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for joining us here on the Modern Goat Rider. Absolutely. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, again, if there's anybody out there in uh, uh, podcast land who is a chef, uh, and an odd fellow, we'd love to hear from you, hear your stories. Um, or if you're just an odd fellow and uh, you have other amazing uh, abilities, let us know. We'd love to hear about them too. Um, What's the email address? Email address is modern goat rider info, info at moderngoatrider.com. That's info at moderngoatrider.com. Um, I think we just got an email. <laughs> it just came in. That's amazing. Um, that's this isn't live, so that's got to be from last year's plug or last week's plug. Last week's plug. Yeah, exactly. and um, yeah, stay tuned. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Pleasure to be here, guys. Thank you. So we started the show with Toby Hansen's bragging on his lodge, and we want to make sure we push out a uh, a high five, a fist bump, and everything to. The Three Links Oddcast. Uh, it's a very different podcast. It's fun. It's very odd fellowy. They cover different uh, topics than we do here at Modern Goat Rider. And just like us, they've crested the 800 downloads this week. So congratulations to those guys and uh, continued success. Go Three Links. You guys rule.